On the 1st of December, I hosted what was to be a simple celebration of works in literary art that Ndzaki Shange had offered to the community. Um, Upon her passing, I felt compelled and moved as if the thought idea took flight of its own, Um, and it simply made itself happen. So in preparation for the event, literally, I allowed the creator of the universe to choose the order of the reading by in which the order that everyone replied to my email. Um, I reached out to another member of the poetic community to help in securing the venue. Um, I did nothing but offer a prayer that the spirit of community was felt in the moment and that bad vibes stay away. That's all I did. After offering the first poem, something happened. The speakers began transmitting a frequency as if it was trying to talk to me or even the people in the room. All of a sudden, my phone began playing music and the microphone gave like this really loud screeching feedback. So I reached to turn everything off because aesthetically, that was not the way a well-organized curated event was supposed to go. However, for the being that is in search of sound and is on an intentional path to bring forth the spirit that dwells within them into the world through all the mediums of art that I've chosen to approach, that was precisely how it was supposed to go. So let's get into it. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is the Comfortable Unknown Experience. I am Shantika Latrice, your humble guide. You have wandered into the unknown, the comfortable, an assault on your expectations of what an audio experience should be. We are the unexpected, designed to tickle your sensories into a space of discomfort. Buckle up. This ride ain't easy. Let's get into it. Today's episode will include a mantra of the word sound as I get into a deeper understanding of what sound is and what sound can be. You will also hear renditions of two poems, the poem A Peck, as well as another poem, Dance With Me, that I have been working with my voice and the sound of my voice. So these two will be um, played as well. And then um, this semester, I participated in a group study entitled Radio Art, Listening for the Deep Connection. Within this particular radio art group study, we had a final project. We offered um, we um, offered up to the universe a collective group project, and um, the project that I presented was amazing. But before that, I did a piece that I kind of sort of um, cleaned up. Um, it wasn't less; it was more. It wasn't the less is more; it was the more part. Um, But I'm going to offer it up in this particular space 
because I believe that this particular piece, my original piece, not the piece that um, I offered up in the final project, but my original piece lends to offer to me, um, it provides more of my own personal definition of what sound is, as well as it gives um, a very poignant explanation of what body absent body is to me. So that particular piece is going to be the end of the show. Sound. S-O-U-N-D. Sound. The word sound in the English language has three definitive definitions. It could be a noun, a name, a thing, a place, or a space. It can be a verb, action, states, occurrences, or it can be an adjective, a word or phrase naming an attribute added to grammatically related to a noun to modify or to describe that noun. Sound. S-O-U-N-D. Sound. Definition one. Vibrations that travel through the air or another medium can be heard when they reach a person's ears. Two, a thing that can be heard. Three, an utterance produced by continuance and regular vibrations. Four, music. A distinctive quality of music of a particular performer or instrument. Sound. One, the ideas or impressions conveyed by words. Thought, concept, prospect, description. Two, to emit or cause. Three, to convey a specified impression when heard. Sound. Sound. One, in good condition, not damaged, injured, or diseased, reliable, or holding acceptable views. Two, based on reason, sense, or judgment. Three, competent. Sound. The etymology of sound comes from the Latin word sound, S-O-U-N. Sound, S-O-U-N-D, comes from the 13th century word sound, from Old French son. Sound, meaning musical note or voice, also Latin related to the word of sonus, S-O-N-U-S, a sound, a noise, sound. But sonus The Latin word meaning noise, sound, or tone, character, style is also the root word for sonic, an English word that means vibrations, frequency. The Middle English translation of sound, S-O-U-N-D, comes from the German word gesund, translated as sonder, sub, below, under, wave, giving the word a meaning of below the wave or the wave below, meaning to be sound, S-O-U-N-D, what is heard, a noun, sound, Sound. S-O-U-N-D, to be audible, a verb, produces vibrations affecting your hearing, sounding, 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 an adjective. What frequency are you emitting? What resonance do you have? What are you conveying as a specified impression when heard? Your voice, sounding, sounding, your voice, sound.
What is sound? Come into the world already who we are going to be, is what my great-granddaddy told me one morning sitting on the beach in Fort Lauderdale waiting for the sun to peak. Since then, I have developed a knowing that we are whole beings. We come into this earthly realm as we are, with everything we need. Everything else, meaning everything, is a mere development of what we already have on the inside. What we acquire is all Add-on, it is something that can be used in addition to or a full-on development of what we already have. There is nothing new under the sun. So your good or bad came to this earthly realm with you. Your sound came here with you. I remember living in Atlanta and I heard a minister say one time, attached to every being, Not a person or a man, but a being is what he said. Attached to every being, there is a sound that can only be activated by you, the being. That sound or voice releases things that belongs only to you, the being. And until the cosmos hears a cry from that voice, until the cosmos hears that sound from that being, nothing moves on their behalf. But what is sound? The same could be asked, what is your voice? As I mentioned, the feedback and the music playing on the phone at the tribute on the 1st of December on a phone that was actually silent. As I began this semester intentionally seeking to approach all mediums of art as an offering, the universe began to answer in strange ways, and I fell into a season of trusting myself in my own hands. But what does that have to do with searching for sound, you ask? This semester, I took a huge step by intentionally challenging myself to do what I fear most. Group activities. Yes. I don't do group activities. Why? Because I was raised in a home with four other siblings, and I would rather not. The workshop was radio art, listening for the deep connection. A little backstory about my formative years was spent mostly in my room on punishment because I had bad grades or because my mouth spoke the truth too uncomfortable for someone's ears. So because of the punishments, the only thing that I was allowed to have in my room was a radio. Going into this, I had no expectations. I was hoping to learn how to broadcast a pirate signal, but instead I think I got a little bit more. So during residency, the collective group came up with a working theme of body apps and body. We had three workshops together. This time allowed us to listen and learn and respond and question without a real feeling of being critiqued and, you know, feeling like our answers were wrong. Like most oftentimes what happens in a workshop, because because your thoughts are probably like different 
pretty much from other people's thoughts. So I didn't, we didn't have that feeling. I didn't have that feeling that there was a wrong answer. And I really appreciated our advisor um, for the group study for that. We, there was never a wrong answer. It was always, you know, the understanding of your lived experience, your hearing, your understanding, your perception is valid. And I think that is what's lacking in academia, which is probably why I intentionally chose this school because they, they take validity in each individual's personal experience. And when you teach a flat-based understanding that is, that is not regulated to each person's perspective or their lived experience, it counteracts the actual growth that you can experience by putting them in a box of what they should hear instead of you trying to figure out how to get out of a box that you've been put in and hear what they hear. So yeah, so that's what, that's, that's pretty much what I get anyway. So once we left the residency, um, we knew at the beginning of November, we would have to hit the ground running because we would only have three weeks to complete our final project. So, um, we came together, um, we met three times additionally on zoom calls. We talked, we workshop a couple of pieces, and then we had an opportunity to work our final projects. So our um, final project presentation um, happened to be live on the radio. So we got to play these pieces on the radio. Um, Also, if you're interested, I'm going to play my final piece. And in weeks to come, as I embark on this um, searching for sound subject a little bit more, I am going to bring some of my cohorts within the workshops to talk to them. But I'm going to put a link down below in the comment section or in the caption description box, and you'll be able to hear our live show on the radio and you'll be able to hear everyone's piece. So um, I encourage you to take a listen. They were all amazing and they all brought something different, a different, totally different perspective within the body apps and body. And I really appreciated that. I just want to let you guys know that, um, once we chose that that working theme, I struggled with it. The body absent body, um, I struggled with it. So with all, basically as with all of my audio projects um, and installation work, um, I get to overthinking. I get to running around in my head. I start jumping rope. And um, I usually end up like doing this stuff at the very, very last minute and not realizing that. If I had come out of my head, I could have probably done something a little better. But what I also learned was, is that we become so overindulgent in our own thinking that we forget the most simplest approach to art. And it's so funny that our one of the cohorts in the um, group study brought it up because it is my number one approach to my poetry, to my spoken word, to my to my performance art, I intentionally keep it simple. And what's simple to me, other people I find are saying that's deep because to me, to my perception, to my thinking, to my lived experience, what I say in my performance art is simple and basic to me. So that's where it goes to understanding 
that lived experience is valid. Your lived experience is valid. My lived experience is valid. And until we collectively embody that as a whole race of beings, then we'll always feel the need to make someone an outsider by placing an unintent, unintentional label on them to make them something that we can understand. One of my cohorts um, mentioned in her comments about our first, um, when we workshop this um, particular um, article, and she says that less is more. Less is more. And when you're working in audio art, and when you're working in radio art and when you're like intentionally trying to put something up, something together for an installation, simple and less is the is in the back of your brain at the bottom of the shoe tap dancing across. Let's do this. 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 So so for her to bring that up, I was like, wow, less is more. Less is more. So I checked it. Everything that I had started and I went back and revamped in like a couple of days and made it as simple as possible for me. As I stated, it's your perception. So, um, but because I struggled with those things, what I did when we got home from residency, because I was already working within audio installation art medium for this particular semester, um, I started searching the work of artists that we become familiar with during our residency. Let me say this. Um, radio art, audio installation art is not some easy thing. So I give huge kudos to the culture workers that have been gifted with that talent to gav- navigate this medium without hesitation. I applaud the time and discipline that is required because what I did find even as I began to work in my own audio installation art, it is discipline. It took nothing for me to actually record everything and talk through stuff and get the pauses and the breaks to where I can go back and edit. It is the editing that requires serious discipline, and it takes a very disciplined ear to approach it in the highest regard. And I found that the editing is where I intentionally had to lift up and make an offering. I had to be disciplined and intentional as I went into my editing. And that, that, I can't even tell you how that, that has changed. So kudos to those who were gifted in this. Okay, so secondly, I want to say that I had the most enlightening and spiritual time collectively hearing and understanding and finding ways to embody what body absent body means in an open air radio space. Because As I stated, at the performance, I began to get feedback from the mic and my phone began to transmit music after it had been cut off. And I want to say I freaked out on the outside, but on the internally, I was tickled. I was like, wow. 
look at the universe answering questions for me without me being conscious and aware that in all things I'm going to receive an answer. But it goes back into what is sound. Sound is simply a transmission, a transmission of energy and frequencies being emitted by a person or a thing. So in my calling for the universe to honor this offering that we were emitting for this fallen culture worker, the speakers were answering back that, hey, the spirits are here. The spirits are here to lift you up. And so amazing to see all of the people from different backgrounds, different diversity, um, the levels are diversity just among us, men and women. And I'm just, I'm just excited that I was able to witness it. And, and I, I want to say people kept saying, Shantika, you know, thank you for organizing this. And, and, and really at the end of the day, I just really wanted to be in the presence of other poets sharing her work. It wasn't really me wanting to do something um, to get credit for it. it. It was I need to hear other people express in their voice, in their sound, the works of this particular culture worker. Because at the end of the day, as artists, As poets, I have a responsibility to my culture and to my community. It is my community that is going to check me first. It is my community that is going to say, you're fucking that up. You fuck that up. Don't do that shit no more. Why the fuck you do that? Go sit your ass down and revamp. Go do some work. And that is the community that I, as a culture worker, need to be surrounded by people who are going to check me on the work that I put out and hold me accountable as a responsible poet and as a responsible artist so that whatever I put out, the vibration needs to be uplifting and not downgrading. So frequencies can be transmitted by people and things. Because I have to keep in check and be responsible for the energy that I bring into a space. As I search for sound, I first look at the the poetry that I offer into the community to make sure that the message that I'm emitting in my poetry lines up with the life that I'm living. And I know everybody may not do that. But that is just something that I have chosen. I have chosen to make performance art an offering. This is intentional. This is an offering. I do not intend for you to come in to a space where I inhabit and leave the same way. If that is the case, then I have not done what I have been gifted to do. I have been gifted to change the atmosphere. I am salt and light, a change agent. So when you come into spaces that I inhabit, I am almost positive that it is my responsibility to make sure that you do not enter and leave with the same frequency. 
You are to enter with one frequency and to leave with another. I am sent to lift you up. So what we're going to do is work through some pieces, some audio sound pieces that I've offered, and we'll come back and talk about them. Anyway, so this next piece is called Dance With Me. Lay me upon the skips of your heartbeat, the soul of your rhythm. Make me the venom within your intensity for freedom, the fight against your enemies. Take me into you as your breath of life offered by love. Take me over your grand scheme, the plan of conquering life's complexities. Show me the theme that keeps you connected to the bringer of dreams and desires. Make me the picture frame holding you and I before time extended its hand. Lay me upon what you cannot see and dance with me. And then with the poem Dance With Me, I found it very playful once I wrote it. And I really wanted to offer an opportunity to see how playful it was um, with the music and lend music to it and see how the rhythm can change and what I can do with um, the poem and the way that my voice fluctuates once I got into editing and offering it up with music. So it lends a different sound as opposed to when, as opposed to when it's just me reciting the poem. So what I'm finding here um, with these two poems, um, with searching for sound, is that the sound of my voice can change. It changed with the frequency, it changed with the mood, and it lends something different every time I, I step into a place or I, I step into a place of wholeness or I, I step into a place of body to body that particular poem. When I go into like own that particular poem and body it and embody that particular poem, I think that the sound of it will change just as everything else. But what's what's most poignant and what's most um, what's beautiful about sound is that there is sound even in the pauses and even in the breaks and even in the silence. And with that, sound can be whatever you desire and whatever you hear as well as whatever I hear. Sound is a lived experience, and I had someone to tell me that their body, the way that their body moves and fluctuates in yoga, lends to a sound that they don't hear from other people and that they don't hear when they're just sitting still. And I thought that was beautiful because when my poems are not with music, when I am not reciting them with music or with accompaniment, they lend a different sound. And, and I'm learning to love all the sounds that I can make with my voice and all the sounds that I can create with my voice. And it's just going to be a very, very interesting journey is what I'm finding. John Swed 
describes in detail in his son biography, Spaces the Place, that the young musician said that he had contact with these spacemen who wanted to go into outer space with them. They were looking for someone who had the type of mind. They said it was quite dangerous because you had to have perfect discipline. Sun Ra goes on to say that I'd have to go up with no part of my body touching outside of the beam because if it did, going through different time zones, I wouldn't be able to get that far back. And then he says, that's what I did. And it's like, well, it looked like a giant spotlight shining down on me. And I called it transmolecularization. My whole body changed changed into something else. I could see through myself. I could see through myself. And I went up. Now, I call that an energy transformation because I wasn't in human form. I thought I was there, but I could see through myself. This description that Sun Ra is describing is what I consider to be the epitome and the essence of body, absent body, having the ability to create body with energy and understand that energy is a creation and we can change our bodies. We can change the way that our energy work. We can change our bodies through this 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 um this this transfiguration and this transmolecularization as he called it um of energy uh, energy transformation and I thought um how awesome it is to to be in a be in a season and be in in workings and to have energy be changed by sound to have energy be changed and create bodies create bodies with energy um, to create bodies with sound um, create bodies with words like all of these things can be a whole body And yet there may be a physical manifestation of a body absent. But yet we are creating bodies of work. So this completes the first episode of Searching for Sound. It is my hope that you have enjoyed yourself and that you have found um, or taken an interest in the way that I present my sound with my voice and um, also the the rebirth of sound God piece the final piece that is available on my SoundCloud page if you want to listen to it further I did include this particular one the, the original cut as well as I also included the final project the final cut so they're both different they are both their own 
offerings, actually, um, I did find that they were both their own offering, even though the final project I found was just like completely different and much less embodiment. It is it has a less of a body, but the body still holds weight. I think they both lend to offer um, an experience once you dig into the pieces and enjoy them. So um, if you do want to see those, you can always check out my SoundCloud. That is SoundCloud um, forward slash the comfortable unknown radio experience. So um, if you are not following me, please follow, like and share if you enjoy what you heard. Share with your friends. I'd love for um I love to grow my um, listening base and I love for all of my followers and the lovers of my poetry to follow me as well. Um, I can be found on Instagram at the comfortable unknown. So again, this is the end of the searching for sound episode this week's episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please enjoy yourselves and make it great. Peace and blessings. (laughs) 